wonder if there's people who like when they see beat their dick actually beat their dick like just sit there and smack it yeah like <laughs> that watches <laughs> <in> every podcast <laughs> but yeah like a uh they just sit there going ham on it just punching and fucking just beating down on themselves just going ham on their hog <laughs> just 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 going to like going to at what town. point do they think it's enough when it turns like black and blue <laughs> Well, like, oh, that's enough. Are you asking me from like my personal experiences or hypothetically? Well, hypothetically, okay, you hypothetically, hypothetically, it depends. If it's like Sting, say Sting is just going ham on his hog, it's gonna be like days and days and days because <laughs> he's Mister Edge Lord trying to wait Jesus the last Christ. second to arrive, versus like maybe. How about Liam Neeson? <laughs> Liam Neeson wants to come as quickly as possible. His fucking particular set of skills dictates so. Well, I would say that's one hell of an opening. This is Beyond All Reason. Welcome back to our normal listeners. Uh, for people who haven't listened yet, you're a fucking loser, obviously. Not really. Please listen. This is <laughs> Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. <laughs> um, I'm... Uh, Juan and Jonathan Jardy, uh, and I'm back with my co-host Hall Pass Productions, David Hall himself. Yeet. That's I guess that's his catchphrase. And then when we get <laughs> off track, we go anyway, like every ten seconds. We do, and it's just kind of weird now. Like I'm trying to find other words that fit the space better. Like I was saying, or anywho, <laughs> like my mom. <laughs> you could say that, but anyways, back anywho. to our point. <laughs> Um, today we've had <laughs> we missed a few weeks uh, of podcasts because we had some life events turn up. Yeah, um, to absolutely. start things off, I lost my second job. Not really a whole lot going on. It's just like I don't know. Sometimes you get overwhelmed with having two or three jobs, you know, and it can't like you can't keep it all contained. So no more coffee making for me. Just thank like God. Bruce Banner, he's always angry. What are you looking for? A Dr. Pepper bottle. <gasps> I have Dr. Pepper too. Sponsor us. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> term seated joke. For I always Pepper. have Dr. Pepper. Always. Like, it's just a regular thing for me to have. I don't typically have soda, but due to one life event, for me specifically, is a work related accident. Oh, where, there you say drinking soda? <laughs> uh, no, where I. Um, <laughs> An accident Peak. where I don't do that. <laughs> Please <laughs> think of the editor, me. <laughs> think of me hours and hours in the future. <laughs> but I uh, was in a work-related accident resulting in my knee not tracking right, so my bones are colliding together every time I go full range. <laughs> so I can't do stairs. I can't climb. I have to stay off my feet. I'm on crutches. In a knee brace, they're giving me muscle relaxers. I go into physical therapy. Um, as the day we're recording this starts tomorrow, so like um, I have to drink things in bottles now, like a ginormous na- man baby. Uh, what was, was a that? yawn? That was a yawn. Yeah. Okay. That was a yawn. Um, Everyone put it down in the books, everybody. That, the, the, that one the reason, was a yawn. The reason I was laughing was because you like have bones colliding whatever. It's because of what I said to you yes. the first time. I said my bone Yeah, I said my my bones are are what? Hold on. I'm gonna pull up the conversation to, to You said your bones were colliding and I No no no, no that's not what I said. Hold on. Oh. Bling. Yes, shut up. I know. Everyone wants to talk to me because of my other life events. Hold on. Uh Erection. Oh, yeah, I said, apparently my bones are rubbing together. And then you said... Did the other guy get the same prognosis? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I I had to give him that one because that was pretty funny. I set myself up for that. But for the record, I was kind of doped up at the time with all my meds. So That's uh, when I was driving back from uh, Gardner's. Oh, yeah, because you ran out of gas. Yeet. Like, in reality... Yeah, and like no one was like able to help me, and I was like, "Well, poop." 
Apparently, David needed me so much, my phone decided to go directly to voicemail when he tried to call. Yep. <laughs> so yep. if you have anything urgent to do, don't call me. <laughs> my phone decides to be the intermediary between what goes through and uh, what goes in the... I don't know what goes to hell, I guess. Oh, I have a project I could talk about. Um, Are we still doing life events, though? Let's yeah, try we can to do life categorical. events. For, yeah, let's, let's stick with life events. Yeah, um, throw, throw another one at me. Then I'll throw another one at you. Um, all that spaghetti. Literally all. throw. Okay. So speaking of spaghetti, actually. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor, David. No, no, no. I actually had some for this. Um, I was hanging out with Cameron and his sister, Catherine, whom I adore very much. Yeah, like a lot. Anyways. Stop talking about her. Yeah, so um, we were hanging out having dinner. I like that term you use, though, adore. Like, hell yeah. Go you. Go you. Being sensitive. Okay. Anyways. Never mind. You don't know how to handle that. <laughs> so I guess you're not as emotionally available. I am. It's just like, so here's the thing. My vocabulary is about, like, a dictionary, but... The vocabulary that I use is like a children's book. You can only suspend my suspension of disbelief so far when you say your vocabulary is as big as a goddamn dictionary. <laughs> I mean, I I know my words. Anyways. I know my words. Not, apparently not in the last episode, pointing at my TV wanting candy. We had to make you say shit. <laughs> oh, that's because I didn't want to like just go candy candy and not know what like what the like people would be commenting on be like what the fuck is wrong with david hello sir would you please give me more candy I instead could, of yeah. just saying candy candy <laughs> like some sort of <laughs> barbaric anyway so back to the spaghetti thing um we were talking i don't know how we got to the subject of aliens but cameron said like oh they abduct people that are like uh smart and look great and I turn to Catherine, and I'm like, well, it's a good thing all of us at this table are safe. Yikes, And boy. she sent me a, a GIF or GIF, whatever it is. It's a GIF. GIF. A GIF. Anyway, a GIF would be J-I-F-F. GIF is peanut butter. Got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, tidbit to help for everyone who has peanut butter. If you're a peanut butter consumer, if you store the jar upside down, it keeps the oil from surfacing. So it keeps it all in the mix. So put it upside down in your pantries. Oh, that's another thing going. Um, I have something to go after that. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, the fluff for nutters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so okay, I, that's going to be for dessert. <laughs> I have a thing that we have from New York. It's called a fluff and nutter. And it's people hear this and they go, oh, ew, that's disgusting. Um, it's not. It's peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. But I have found a way to make a sweet witch. A sweet witch is the same thing, except we add cinnamon and brown sugar. Um, I'm calling it the ultra fluff. And over ultra, time, ultra, like ultra fluff. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm making like more sandwiches with more designs and stuff as i'm going in so, I'm so looking, like coffee art except with the uh, peanut butter kind of but these like actually have a distinguished taste and stuff see a fluffernutter is like a a core pillar in my childhood in our friendship <laughs> and like for real people from the midwest have no idea what they are and they're missing the fuck out right like, yeah it's a, it's a new york it's a they're northern un- thing unbelievable like, unbelievable it's so good, and I think the farthest we got with them were we just use everything in your pantry that <laughs> could possibly be for desserts. Like we use chocolate syrup and sp- and sprinkles. The best one I think we had was bananas on it. I think that was oh, the best man. one. No, I mean the one I make now, the the ultra fluff, and uh, it's amazing. Like it's a it's a hell of a sandwich. You just got to have a good sweet, a good I guess a good sweet tooth. Because some people can't handle that like, amount of sweetness. Well, it, it's different. So, like, the kind of cakes that have, like, the not-so-fluffy uh, icing where it's just, like, pure. It's not the sugar that's too much. It's whatever, like, cream they have in it that makes it almost intolerable. Yeah. But, the the like, those sort of sweets... I don't have a limit. <laughs> I could just go... I'd just go buck wild with those for an indefinite amount of time but like dude i could hear that 
That's his. He's popping his jaw doing that. It's ah no. That's super disconcerting. Uh, uh, Especially actually, with all the shit with my my fucking knee going on. <laughs> that's what I hear I, uh, all the time anyway. But that's I've, your fucking face. Yeah, no! <laughs> I've God. been able to do that since uh, my wisdom teeth got taken out. They apparently like they said they had to break my jaw. And like that's how they got him out. Oh I was, yeah, it's it's kind of rare, isn't it? Yeah, it will if you're mouth breather, and then if you have like a really sensitive mouth, you'll twitch when you're sleeping. And so when they put me under, I was like twitching when they would touch because I'm like super sensitive in my mouth. And so they had to like break my jaw to where I couldn't feel it, and then numb it that way. And then they had to dig the teeth out. Thank you for that. that mouth breathers. Alrighty. I know. No, it, oh, okay, back so, to my story way back. Okay, so we're going to go like two, three, five. That's why I wanted back. the Fluffernutters to be for dessert so we could stay on track, but that didn't work either. Yeah, it didn't that's work. That's okay. No biggie. This is beyond all reason. <laughs> There's no fucking structure for this madness. No no method to this madness. So going back to our story with Catherine and Cameron, um, Catherine sent me a gif of... Uh, an Asian guy, I think, saying, you better uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And then she got really mad at me, and I was just joking around, and I sent her back, I think, and said, like, don't be upset eat some spaghetti. <laughs> and of she course. got, she started chuckling, and then as soon as she looked up and noticed I was looking at her, she tried to, like, play all mean and be like, cool, yeah, I'm still pissed at you. And then she sent something and said, that'll do, Piggly, that'll do. Piggly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, have you seen those, like, have you seen those like uh, memes where either pig piglets like a Nazi? It, it's fucking crazy. Okay, no, I haven't. I've seen the really fucked up Sesame Street ones, <laughs> <laughs> or just anything with Kermit being a fascist. It, it's great. Um, well, anyway, Doctor Pepper uh, sponsor us. We are back. I'm talking about multimedia um, because that's just. I guess our only area of expertise when it comes to just the the copious amounts that we consume and put out just in general between the two of us is insurmountable. So today uh, we both agreed to talk mainly about music that doesn't yeah. necessarily be exclusively, <laughs> but it's like our we, history of like what music shaped us growing up, especially in our angsty teen years. <laughs> It, it, what defined us and liberated us and then versus how we are now and well, what has stuck and what's evolved. And the, the thing about that is the music, when we talk about the music that shaped me, it's going to go into video games and movies yeah, because, absolutely. because of like how much like, okay. So if we want to start way, yeah, hold way, on, hold on, hold on. I, I, what I want to do, like the first, <laughs> the first, like, where I want us to start is like the moment where you realize that music was like going to be a part of your life. Like where you were like, the very, this is amazing. Okay. I must have more. And like, so that happened when I discovered, um, believe it or not, like I'm not usually a big country guy, but country was like the first music I listened to. And fucking ringtones, yo, it was because of your no, 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 no. Before that, way before that, uh, there was a Super Bowl going on, and Brad Paisley had just released a song called Online. Oh, yeah, I know. Which is about the fat guy from Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> Dennis? Yeah, he lives in his <laughs> mom's uh, uh, basement. Uh, uh. His you dad is. the magic word. Ah, ah, ah. His dad is William Shatner in the video. And it's about how he lives in his mom's basement. He's like 30-something. And he chats with girls online. And he poses as Brad Paisley and stuff. Oh, my God. And, like, one of the taglines is, like, even on a slow day, I can still have a three-way chatting with two women at at the same time, whatever. And by the end of the song, his neighbor's, like, in love with him or whatever. And they're doing a parade in town. And Brad Paisley randomly shows up. I don't know what the how the fuck it all happens. <laughs> the, par the parade goes to Brad Paisley's concert. He jumps on stage and starts playing the tuba on stage for a solo, and it just—I don't know. It's, it's so he pulled an old Bill Billy Clinton there with the saxophone, well, tuba instead of the saxophone. Yeah. <gasps> okay, hold on. Segment time. Okay. It's Johnny Crime Stopper. 
this is the kind of shit that I get to put up with from where I live. Anywhere I, anytime I go somewhere with one of my brothers, some crime happens, and I have to either witness it or get in the way. And this being the first installment has to do with a fucking saxophone. So, my little brother is in town. He's back from college. We go grab Panda Express, but we were going to my uh, dad's house to have a conversation with my mom over the telephone. So we decided to go to Quick Trip to get drinks, and we kind of sit there and we talk up to this like um, nomadic dude with a bunch of puppies. So we were petting the puppies, and as we were doing rough, that, rough, woof. Um, but like, <laughs> but like, um, we were doing that, and. I just hear my little brother go, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. And I kind of came to, and apparently, like, we just hear this woman screaming and yelling, and people start to, like, freak out. And I see this dude running to his car and start driving away. And she says, she hit, he hit me and stole my money. I was like, oh, shit. So my fight or flight kicked in, like, hardcore. And... Uh, all I had with me was my liter glass bottle of Izzy sparkling drink, and I stepped out and watching this dude in his minivan start to peel out of the. Uh, okay, so Quick Trip is like a massive convenience store that's basically a restaurant, but he starts pulling out, and I was like, what I had a moment. Where was this one? It's on seventy first and one ninety third, the like the brand new one. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So like, I had a moment where I was like. If I do if I do this, I wanted to throw the bottle. And I was like, if I do this and miss, people could get hurt. And then another one hit me. I was like, I play my life way too safe. This is what you're doing. So I grabbed it and I chucked it at this van and it just bam, it just smacked it and glass went everywhere and got everyone's attention that wasn't already preoccupied. And there was a off-duty police officer that didn't know what was going on until I chucked this thing at him. And then when he saw what happened, uh, he kind of clued in and was able to help. But I, I, I chucked this thing, and it got in the tires and everything, and he sped away. But you could tell, like, the the wheels were starting to wobble. I was like, yes! Um, but apparently, this motherfucker knew her husband and stole her saxophone from him. Like, two years ago, when she found it online and realized that he had stolen it, she, she like, used an alias to, to get him to Quick Trip to buy it from him. She approached him. She's like, I'll even give you the $200. I just want my saxophone back and want to know why you stole it. And he takes a saxophone in its case and beats her over the head with it in public. She knows who this Jesus motherfucker Christ. is. Her husband know where he, where's he, knows where he lives. What was he thinking? hitting this old woman with her saxophone that she had like police records from it being stolen and had like the serial number for it and she brought it all with her didn't even call the police this motherfucker went ham on her and i threw a fucking sparkling drink on him that broke his van and <laughs> that's just one of the many uh crimes that has happened with while my mother my brothers and i are spelunking together yeah so that was a saxophone uh, deviation sidebar. Sorry, David. Continue oh, with your story. <laughs> um, okay, so like Johnny Crime Stopper. <laughs> there was that song uh, by Paisley Online that uh-huh. started it. Also, Blink One Eighty Two started it yes! way, way, way back <laughs> when the original Xbox was a thing. There was a game I had called Splashdown. And oh, you race sea dudes essentially, but the main soundtrack is like ninety percent Sum Forty One, Blink One Eighty Two, Otis, all these other kind of bands, and so that kind of like brought out my like, uh, I guess the beginning of punk rock with me. Yeah, and then absolutely. it got way way crazier when Jet Set Radio Future came out, <gasps> so that put like a cyberpunk part of part of, or I guess yeah, a future buddy. punk, whatever. And then I got into like aggressive inline, which is basically roller skating but beating the shit out of people. <laughs> and then Tony roller Hawk. Derby. I mean, Tony Hawk came out, and that was just. Um, I don't know if you guys played Thug, which is Tony Hawk Underground and Tony Hawk Underground Two, but Thug Two is about uh, the Jackass crew in the game. And there's really there's I didn't know Team that. Tony and there's Team Bam. Team Bam is like Bam, Steve-O, Wee Man, and some crazy fucking dude in a wheelchair that has like a braces on his face, whatever. And his name I don't, is, is he real? 
He's a I th- I think he's real, but they made him way worse in the game. Oh. <laughs> and so at one point he like he's like he has his like like sticking out straight ahead of him in a cast, and so like he uses the wheelchair to like turn and beat people oh with it and God. stuff. And so at one point in the very end of the game, they like tie rockets to the back of his wheelchair and they send him off into like a ramp or whatever, and he blows up and dies. And Bam oh, was like, man. "That was totally fucking awesome!" Oh my! And Tony was like. That- almost happened to Johnny Knoxville in Jackass 2 when they yeah. did the rocket thing. Oh, he yeah. Like, I'm it going almost, to the moon. Because, it, yeah, it shot up near his rib cage and almost decapitated oh, yeah. one of the film uh, yeah. the filmers. It was bad. Those rockets just shot out of everywhere. <laughs> he Did you watch that thing that Vanity did where he was talking about all of his injuries? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was bonkers. That dude, the I, one he's with unparalleled. His, I don't know if you've seen the one he did with his hand when him and Ryan Dunn, or no, it was him and Bam, when they tried to take that long, like, rubber stick, whatever, and break it over a tree. Yeah, yeah. And it flew back and snapped, and, like, it it broke his thumb. I think it was, I don't remember which hand it was, but it broke his thumb, and, like, the piece of wood from the pole went into wherever this yeah, is. Yeah, I remember I watching that, that one. Like the webbing in between your thumb and your index. Johnny Knoxville's crazy. So like where music started with me is like I grew up in a very like uh well I was homeschooled. We had a very religious home growing up. It was it was I was really sheltered most of my life. So I was only allowed to listen to like Stephen Curtis Chapman and uh basically that <laughs> and whatever songs my mom thought were cool in the eighties growing up. So that's what I had until uh, my mom finally let us listen to Switchfoot um, when we were like 10 years old. That busted my brain. But when it really happened was when I was about 12 years old, um, I would throw Sunday papers with my uncle for some money on the side in middle school. I was just kind of like... It was like $20 to help him. We would go get the papers, fold them, and throw them all night until early in the morning. Um, And that's when my uncle, who's also a musician, started playing some songs that he had growing up. And the first one was Africa by Toto. (laughs) And that song awoke something in me that it still lingers with me to this day, like what music could be. And especially how old it was, it still blew my goddamn mind. It was like it was like trying acid for the first time, basically, <laughs> and like from that he would also show me like Weird Al. He showed me Alice Cooper. He showed me even Josh Groban. Okay, and like uh, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, I heard that even in my microphone. <laughs> and the Jimmy Eat World. That's how we connected over Midnight Club. Well, yeah, Pain. We can, that. A lot of the Midnight Club songs uh, stuck into me, like the Queens of the Stone Age song on their uh, Little Sister. Um, of course, Pain by Jimmy World. Um, and we there was a fight by Unwritten Law. Yes, bro. And this connects to the Africa by Toto thing. Really? Because we were at movie night. Uh, and you yeah. showed me Africa by Toto, and you're like, oh, wait, I guess I must show you. So you showed me, like, the fight from under Unwritten Law, and it was, like, a Bleach AMV yes. or something like that. Yes, that it was, was, uh, it was one of the first videos I was able to watch on yeah. my broken iPod touch. <laughs> and I remember I turned on Lean Like a Cholo, and they had this Mexican guy named Emmanuel, and he got so <laughs> offended. Like, he, he got yeah, so pissed off. He goes, that. you're just a fucking white boy. You can't play that. And I'm like, it's fucking music, dude. Get over it. Okay, so, like, what's funny? When I mentioned that iPod, we, uh, my family was not wealthy. And we were so poor as to, there was a certain corner in my house where I could jack the neighbor's Wi-Fi and watch things I as I cuddled. <laughs> what? Or <laughs> jack, and I immediately, like. No, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I jack off in front of my neighbor's dogs. Oh, my God. No, anyway, like... <laughs> oh, they knew exactly what they were watching. <laughs> um, but, like, I uh, I would jack it from them and would watch them for hours on end as I let my iPod just sit in its charger port with the speaker and would just watch or binge watch anime on YouTube <laughs> In parts, you know, I had to watch part one of three of a 20-minute episode. 
on like first gen iPod touch YouTube and it had a broken screen. So it was just totally shit. But from there, you know, video games also wrapped into like guitar hero where I was just starting to play guitar when I was like 11 and we had guitar hero three for PlayStation two. And my, my world blew up from there too. hearing things like cult of personality and cliffs of Dover, which I'm still actually working on covering. I'll probably put it up on my social medias here pretty soon. (laughs) But, um, that one like beast in the harlot that's on guitar hero two sweet child of mine uh what else like it's just all those just so many things rise against and i really hit my stride in middle school when i was 13 finally listened to for the very first time uh my chemical romance who still remains my favorite band of all time the first song i heard from them was you don't know what they do like to guys like us in prison yeah in the middle of a gunfight, in the center of a restaurant, they say, come with your arms raised high, but they're never gonna get me like a bullet through a fuck of dust. Before we get to the Michael Crow romance part of it, we, because uh, mm. I have another part that goes on to Michael romance because that affected me in another way. Um, before we get there, you talked about like the midway between young and teenage yeah uh i had a point there i have a friend that lives across the street from me zach and everybody in broken arrow in tulsa would know him as the guy who uh defended his home in the right way when he shot the three teenagers that broke in with knives yeah he was the one who shot them and like they are 15 it yeah. was a semi-auto by the way it was just like a rifle yeah he they came mad him just, with knives and he shot them <laughs> he's trained on using that rifle and he i mean i, I fully support what he did like that's what you do when three people break into that's your what house you're supposed to do and like, they have they had well. weapons so not even gonna go into that right now because there's still shit yeah, going yeah. on about it that's a, crazy that was like three years ago two yeah um anyways his parents todd and Kay, are uh they like they didn't help raise me but they helped like raise the side of me that my parents wouldn't allow <laughs> so like uh, oh, i get that that was my uncle <laughs> that um and you yeah. <laughs> um, you know it to be true <laughs> so they were always they had a speaker system through their house and in the garage and everything and it went through no i'm good okay uh they went through everything and they would always play classic rock 103.3 the eagle all right i i've been doing a lot of radio stuff lately (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i was always i I started listening to classic rock and it kind of grew on to me where i'd play it in my room my dad would come and listen to fucking twisted sister and he'd be (laughs) like what the fuck are you doing and i'd be like well let me show you. So I showed him the music video for um, We're Not Gonna Take It. And he got super mad because if you've ever seen the music video of We're Not Gonna Take It, the dad, I hate clear that peak. Um, yes, essentially, the, mother. the dad is like telling his son, hey, you can't listen to rock. When I was your age, I was going M16, whatever. It was basically my dad was telling me because he was a farmer and holding fucking cows and fucking jacking them off for milk. And, uh, that's horses. That's horses, though. Jacking for breeding like prize. You stallions. milk a cow by pulling its thing, though, isn't? That's not its penis. No, but it it it. You, it's an you, udder. You stroke it a lot, and you get white stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. Um, he kind of like dismissed it because he tried to understand for a while, and I don't know if he, me and him, had a rough spot through my like teenage year and then now me and my mom were in a rough spot and i like there was a point where she was hold like on, hold on let's not delve into parent issues i know it, like, it goes with the music the thing the breaks. okay you can just say we had a difficult time there was and one then, one time where i was listening to music upstairs and um i happened to get into the beastie boys a little bit and you know sometimes you'd like when you were younger, you listened to a song and not understand what it meant when you were, until you were older, you know. Well, I knew everything that was going on in the song. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom heard it, and she came in. She goes, did you hear that they cussed and said this and this word? And I was like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I was in trouble <laughs> for a long time because of that. 
Oh my uh, god, my mom would do that too. Yeah. I, I was for my first girlfriend. We were listening to "Time to Pretend" by MGMT, and when "Fuck with the Stars" came on, her and I just busted out laughing, and I got scolded when I got home for laughing at a curse word in front of my girlfriend uh, as I was being chaperoned to our date in my mom's minivan when I was 15. Okay, hold on. And like, so that middle point where you're listening to like classic rock and stuff, the, the My Chemical Romance really came in. David's talking to somebody. So that midpoint, uh, back to My Chemical Romance, they really, really started shaping like the way I viewed the world just because Gerard Way is so prolific and and such an amazing artist that he conveys his emotions perfectly through music. And that's the first like artist that was male that like channeled his his like uh effeminate side without shame and really created something from it. Whereas, you know, growing up I, I was really effeminate and it was kind of beat out of me by like my brothers and their friends and stuff. And I was always told to grow up and whatever. And, you know, it really didn't deal with it the right way. But that kind of helped me hang on to my creative side and use those energies for for creative things without shame. And, it. you know, it, it started helping me love myself. And, you know, that grew on. We started, you know, doing that. Then Green Day, a day to remember, was just like a big, big deal at our school. You know, and the bunny trail goes on. But, like, the main tenant for that was my chemical romance. How did how did they affect you, David? So, well, you showed me Michael McRomance when I started doing my PC gaming stuff, um, and you loaned me a CD of the Black Parade. Yeah, boy. And it stuck with me. I I put it my my computer, and I was on that computer for maybe fourteen hours of the day mm-hmm. and night. Well, into nighttime, whatever. And that CD was always playing in my headphones while I was playing my games because, you know, dad heard the music and goes, well, that's depressing. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had that nonstop going through my head. And so that that took in me. Then eventually they they released the... Lovely. Thank you for that. Their last album together as a group. Um, Um, No. The... It was Unconventional Weapons that they did as a group, the last one together. Oh, the collection. The, okay, the comic-based one, the yeah. uh, Fabulous Lives. No, it's Wait. Danger Days, The True da- Lives yeah. of the Fabulous Killjoys. That's yes, based on the Umbrella right. Academy. Um, that... Which is coming out on Netflix in 2019. My <laughs> microphone just fell down. Uh, comes out on Netflix in February 2019. Uh, and he they're, they're going full Netflix original, and I'm so pumped for it. Netflix just dropped Iron Fist and Luke Cage. I know. I named my car Iron Fist because it's destroying itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, like I don't care so much for the Iron Fist. Yeah, like they kind of they kind of botched it. I liked Iron Fist as a character in the comics because I re- I did martial arts. So you did know, my dad. I related yeah, really to it. Him. I've always done martial arts, you know, and I've always been about it because it's it's kind of a big part of me, but. Like Iron Fist was the one person I could like relate to in the comics and stuff, and then the series came out, <laughs> and Daniel Rand is just like the annoying kid that right. has to say his yes. name. But I'm Daniel Rand from Kunlun. You, everyone has to know that before oh, they can speak to me. Come in your lun. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that that was a pretty good goof. Good job. Uh, but no, back to the Michael Romans thing. It grew on me. And I started playing Skate 2 and Skate 3. Yes! And you could play custom soundtracks on your Xbox while you're playing. So, Skate 2 and Skate 3 had great... Well, Skate 2 had an amazing fucking album. They had everything from Motorhead and Rise Against yes. to um, uh, Neil Diamond. Really? Like everything. Yeah, it's Cracklin' really Rose. Yeah, Cracklin' Rose was the song on there. But they had so much... They even had old school, like hip-hop and funk even like they had um Disco. scooby-doo song um thank you for let me be myself that was scooby-doo it, they, it's in scooby-doo they, oh. they yeah the they, movie anyway so skate 2 i listened to my chemical romance and that album the the danger days album is the one i would listen to mm-hmm. and uh one of their songs came on the other day 
<gasps> on the radio in one four five. Yeah, they've been binging it, it because it's the yeah. Like, yesterday was like the twelfth anniversary, I think, of the Black. Parade. And they played um, the Bulletproof Heart, and that song on that uh, album is one of the ones that like hits me. That one and Summertime. And then oh, everybody oh, loves na 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 like that's na 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 na. That song hits, bro. Yeah, um, I used to be able to do the the um, the de- the MC voice. The uh, oh, the um, Doctor Death Defying. Yeah, I used to do it. And Abby, we used to like go nuts Live about sunshine. it. Sunshine. One oh nine in the skies and the pigs won't quit. You're here with me, Doctor Death Defying. I'll be your surgeon, your proctor, your helicopter. Pumping out these automatic sounds to keep you alive. System failure for the masses. Antimatter for the master plan. Louder than God's revolver and twice as shiny. This one's for all you rock and rollers, all you crash queens and motor babies. Listen up! The at- wait. The future is bulletproof. The aftermath is secondary. It's time to do it now and do it loud. Kill George, make some noise. <laughs> okay, so like Gerard Way, his live performances are also unparalleled from his like emotional state oh my and his God. antics on stage. They're so captivating and bizarre, and it's great. And he, everyone should do themselves a favor and just look up Mama live from The Black Parade is Dead. Mama is such an amazing song and a just very thorough um, critique on war and its effects of the psyche and just the world in general super good um but let's let's bring it to the now um how like how do you approach music now david um i have i have a very very wide variety of music um like the top artists i listen to obviously some 41 uh you've got rancid uh you got even if you want to go back, you got Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. As far as the hip hop part oh, of me wow, goes, yeah. Um, I mean, even like, uh, Herc, DJ, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can go into country. I still listen to like old country. I don't, dude. Two thousand seven was like the last part of good country. <laughs> Anything so after the, that, just I would even say nineteen ninety three. No, because or, and whenever the Dixie see, Chicks fell thing. apart, <laughs> Blake Shelton is so famous these days. Ugh. But Ugh. his last good Ugh. song was um, some right beach. No, fuck that. <laughs> no, it's some beach. Um, where he's like having a really bad day, and he keeps like trying to think of a, a beach somewhere. And he's gonna like picture himself uh, there yeah um and that was his last good song and then after that he just became a public icon and it really sucks well that's like stadium country music like yeah that that has the keywords like blue jeans and truck and boots and honky tonk and yeah. and girl girl, girl. Um, <laughs> and just like very like seldomly selected uh key phrases that would put it in the genre to be appealing to the mass public and like every genre is guilty of it, but country is just rampant and uncreative in that. And so like, kind of like how every pop song is about tonight and tonight's the night. You only live once is tonight. That's like every pop song ever. What about tomorrow night? See, they don't, they don't think about that. <laughs> they don't, they don't write songs about their, their like concoction to help their, their hangovers. Last, night the, last night's like that too. These last, night well, when they lot. use last night, they're talking about <laughs> who they slept with. And yeah, <laughs> Uh, even I have a few of those songs I'm writing, but like, it's, it's more of, Peak. no, you, you no, did. I did. Ha ha ha. Um, but no, I think the only good country right now is like Luke Holmes is pretty good. And my favorite is, has to be Chris Stapleton. He's still really sticking. See, I don't listen to, the, to modern country at no, all. Chris like, Stapleton is, is a wonderful artist. Like oh. he's very creative in his writing, his, his voices. I'm yeah. What's up? Okay. So, you know how they do, like, Punk Goes Pop and stuff like that? Yeah. They just released a Punk Goes Country, and they... it. Hold on. Before you throw it off, it's really, really good. Like... You're about to throw it off the fucking Empire State if you don't redeem it. <laughs> oh, I, I will. I just got to respond to this message you first. Better, oh, no, you can't leave me, Daniel. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Daniel. Okay, fine. Guess what? I'm hold just, on. Wait, hold what? On. You Damn. called me Daniel. No, I said don't leave me hanging. 
And you said Daniel. I swear you said Daniel. I, I can check the playback. House Party. Oh, God, that's a terrible game to play. House Party Punk Rock. Punk goes We're doing so good, I probably won't have to edit most of this, but now you're ruining that, checking checking your phone. You can hold it to the mi microphone. Well, give me that. Good. Give me that. It's one of the weird... It has two speakers. Sam Hunt. Oh, yeah. He's all right. But no, Chris Stapleton. Uh, he is definitely the only one that's staying really true to kind of like the Chicago blues slash what? Singer. music on the podcast because copyright. Oh, it, well, it's fair use because we're, we're... But distribution, though. Well, it depends. Like... Uh, this is kind of like a spoof thing. Like I if know, we're doing it in a comedic sense and talking about it without like profiting it, from it in any way, yeah, we're good. It just can't be more than 30 seconds or yeah. iTunes won't accept it. Yeah. It like in, in increments uh, here, like Tennessee whiskey is a cover that he did, but it's still just an amazing song. Um, but he's, he's kind of got that blues guitar going for him too. And I'm a sucker for it. Cause I also play blues guitar, um, his tone stays very consistent with, huh? Oh, I don't know. Um, but here, well, I'll skip ahead a bit so we can get to his like. Yeah, because we have more. He sings with his wife too. This vocal run is heavenly. He has all sorts of other good stuff too, but like, for we should stop talking about country. <laughs> so another modern artist I've been looking at. He's he used to be modern back in like 2007. He was featured in like every skateboarding, snowboarding game, racing game. Uh, Billy Talent has a song oh, yeah. called Red Flag, and I nailed it perfectly. And it was fucking awesome because I, I don't know how I can do it, but I can pull off that, like, um, the punk rock British voice part of it. Like, I'm not going to play a song because that's a really well-known song. Um, it was featured in the 20, like, 2009 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, the Michael Bay one. Because um, Michelangelo was, like, delivering a pizza on a skateboard or something. And he starts <laughs> playing that as he's, like, beating the shit out of people nice. while delivering a pizza. It's really funny. So for me, um, I kind of mellowed out. I got into like, you know, coming out of middle school, I was listening to stuff like Avengers Sevenfold and and like kind of more, I guess, dark stuff. Yeah. It just more like Kill Switch and Gage and uh, Bullet for My Valentine. It was all very, very like um, neo metal and everything. But as I, you know, came out of high school. Um, John Mayer hit me really well because I'm a guitar player and he's a phenomenal guitar player and a prolific songwriter and he stuck with me for a real long time but it kind of brought me out of this like grungy metal stage and it opened up to my world so like now you know I also have a very like diverse uh, musical compass ranging everything from classical um, like I think my favorite classical piece is Moonlight Sonata um wait third movement um which is which is fantastic um to the japanese house who's an amazing uh foreign uh artist she does amazing things like imaging heap um does a lot of like electronic and vocal um uh, chicanery and it all plays out really well um, the 1975, who's more pop and would be classified as like a boy band, but they are so good. That aesthetic um, is definitely sticking with me. Um, and then neo folk, like Novo Amor or uh, crap. What the fuck is his name? <sighs> Shit. Uh, hold on. See, now I have to edit unless I keep talking. I am just. I heard a rumor uh, about a year ago mm -hmm. that one of the Jonas Brothers is joining Avenged Sevenfold. What? Yeah. So. Oh, 
Bon Iver. Sorry, I don't know why I always <laughs> have a think about his name, but no, like Bon Iver and uh, and uh, Novo Amor and Ed Tollett. They're all like foreign artists, but they are so good. like that kind of music is still getting to my soul because it's more about the way the vocals are delivered and the mix as a whole and as it builds and just nuances in in the mix too. Um, I focus a lot on that, but I kind of had a resurgence of some uh, pop, pop punk and stuff, but um, I do that. You know, Chris Stapleton is as country as I get, really. Um, but for mainly, it's more, oh, and things like Pale Waves. That band's amazing. Mm-hmm. Paramore's new album, uh, After Laughter, uh, seems and sounds really bright, but the lyrics are so, like, deep and, like, it's not, like, deep, bro, but it's it seriously taps into, like, Haley or... Uh, Haley's like mental processing through like how her life has progressed and got so dismal and it, it it's a really good like introspection for her for her uh experiences um uh, foster the people's great mgmt has always stuck with me their new album's pretty dope um the panic of the disco obviously um i've I, followed I, them I, since i grew since, out of uh, panic of the disco believe it or not no man they've always stuck with me ever since fever like uh, well, that's the that's the one album i know very well and then i started like growing away from them just because for me like pop punk is cool but i'm more of the like i swipe like okay so like there's pop punk and it goes into like a good median of pop and punk. So like, let's say punk is on the far left. Punk would be like rancid. Um, hell, you could even throw like the clash and all that. Weezer. We know Weezer is like a halfway between punk and pop yeah. punk, but so. like pop punk would refer to most bands like a, a date remember. Um, well, they're verging on metal, though. Yeah, they are. They they kind of talking fall. like Green Day. See, and they're they're yeah, they're pop punk for sure. There's all the there's all the like the little bands too, like of uh, of Mice and Men. There's um, that's definitely metal though. The main no, they they're they're considered pop punk. Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, the Austin Carlyle had to stop though because he was yeah. Well, all those bands like cons- are considered pop punk, and then. Like the actual punk is like rancid, um, big real fish or real big fish, big real fish. That's a twig. <laughs> real big fish. I still got the these clash, goldfish in here somewhere. The Ramones. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know where they're at. Um, yeah, I, I drifted far left into the punk rock, and so like the underground punk rock that people would like. Um, you would see people actually wearing like studded vests and stuff like that too, or concerts where people actually like create cocktail Molotovs and throw them on stage and stuff and go fucking oh nuts. Oh my god! Like that's that, that's the punk rock I got into. Um, like here's a good example: um, bass bass drum of death. They have a song that it's a female lead singer, and it's got a real like oh, fine here. I'll, uh, it's got a real underground sound to it, and it's amazing how they match how they match the. Uh, I guess just, you'll here, hold on. I'm looking up bass drum of death. Uh, da, 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 da. John, say something. Well, Pale Waves is kind of that way too. The female driven uh, pop punk, and just female artists in general. Bass drum of death calling after you. You'll notice the audio right away, like the vocals. The kind of megaphone. Yeah. That's like Frankie Rowe. And so when they perform, uh, like when they perform, I saw them live and it was fucking awesome. It was pretty cool. Uh, there's a recent band that I've been digging into. I don't know if I'm going to grab my phone again. <laughs> no. It's, <laughs> they're here. called the Normandies. Yeah, yeah, but they're local, aren't they? They're kind yeah, of like, but they're fucking awesome. I went and saw them that Saturday night. They're like Celtic rock, aren't they? Not Celtic, but they are a punk rock. They 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 sound like rancid. Okay, it's fucking 
awesome. Went to Thunder Underground Fest, mm-hmm. and I don't think it like could have been any better. We had they they closed the whole thing uh, around like seven thirty and eight. And oh, they, wow. they played for a while. They played like their whole album and it just went fucking nuts. That's cool. Um, the mosh was hilarious because there's this girl who was like talking shit or whatever. And she had this, uh, she had a pink mohawk with like, going into a ponytail. And then she had like the front of her hair like swept down. Mm-hmm. And she was talking shit about how she goes mosh pits all the time, whatever. <laughs> and then her, she like drunkenly run, runs into the mosh pit. Her boyfriend comes and goes, She's never done this before. <laughs> She's never been oh, in a mosh no. pit. Oh, that's a disaster. And as I turned right to go grab her, she disappeared into this <laughs> circle of death. And she's just gone. I'm like, I lost your girlfriend. I am so sorry. I could have held her here. And he goes, oh, she'll be back by the end of the night. I have beer in the car. She'll come back. Oh, my God. We'll see, like, even the rock scene I moved away from. I like artists kind of like I'm looking on my Spotify right now, like Dodie. Um, let's see. Uh, Phoebe Ryan, uh, Lizzo. Okay. Churches. Churches is so amazing. Like back into my middle school days, I would reject anything that was electronic. Cause I thought it was just copying out of, you know, skill of playing an instrument, writing a song and going through that flow. So I was like, no electronic. But then like, see, that's the, when, when like dubstep got popular, I was still like, nah, you know, I would just listen to it because everyone else was, but I really started appreciating it when I would listen to things like churches or even like, uh, the life formed, um, soundtrack. Yeah. Or, um, see, that was the opposite of me. Or even, uh, uh, too too weird to live, too young to die. <laughs> um, just things like that. Uh, Amber Run, so good. Because after my My Chemical Romance thing in middle, in middle school and high school with you, I immediately fell into Dead Mouse and Daft Punk and all that, and I fell into techno. And I when, remember that. And with my dancing, dubstep came out, and that brought a new way to dance from yeah, the old sure style. And so popping and locking became a more of a time like they they were able to mix like an old school robot dance, but with popping and locking, it just very quickly and became so, antiquated. Oh yeah, and then shuffling came out, and shuffling was the most about. fun dance I had had in a long time because shuffling Party rock anthem. Yeah, so about. shuffling <laughs> it's got like almost a Running Man feel to it, but from that position you shift into other dances and mix them in between. It's what's called shuffling. Mm. With shuffling became the SpongeBob, which. Yeah, <laughs> I can finally do it now. Yeah, the SpongeBob. It it's um, if you guys don't know what that is, go watch Party Rock Anthem. Towards the end of the song, they're all like dancing in a circle, whatever. You'll see their box head mascot guy with two with a guy on each side doing a weird like um, almost look like a river dance kind of thing. That's the SpongeBob, and it looks complicated at first, but it's super easy. It's literally four yeah. steps. <laughs> see. That kind of thing, too, as I went on, I started, like, looking back on, like, not even people who were popular, like, very popular, but, um, but, like, like, hidden treasures, like this song. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good Mike McDonald. This is, like, the Doobie Brothers had, like, an offshoot. They they went into, like, Uh, some disco. Is this what a fool believes? Yeah. GTA 5, people know this song. The cool thing about this song, too, is its complexity. It, it switches in between four keys about 13 times through the whole song. It's very, it's needlessly complex, but it adds a whole other level of listenability and, and timelessness to it. And just things like that, uh, I, I'm starting to really appreciate because I'm getting to be an old fart and I... And making music and being able to manipulate it like that is always just awe-striking to me. <laughs> One of the uh, 80s artists I started falling into recently is actually Kenny Loggins. Um, and everybody <laughs> goes, oh, Danger Zone, do a song. No, like, uh, The Heat is on. Yeah. Playing with the boys. Uh, Yikes. Heaven Helps that the Man. That fucking song title. It, the the song, it's, it's, it's in a lot of stuff. There's... A lot of songs that Kenny Loggins made in the 80s that were in movies and they all like brought out like an inner meeting when you want, when you, when you, it's weird because you can listen to a song on its own and find a meeting in there 
But when you listen to a song while seeing it in a movie or a video, it's a completely different experience. It is. Like it, 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 if if anything, it adds more meaning to it. Like not only does it have like a mental memory attachment to that video or movie, mm-hmm. it also like puts a meaning into the movie and stuff. So yeah, you like learn it, that way. It, it appeals to like our our nostalgic nostalgic tendencies yeah. to like find things we love and that have like an antiquated sense to it to tie us to our reality and like. It's not just old uh, singers, too. It's guitar players. Because, like, you don't see very many guitar players anymore that do just guitar, and they don't do, like, have a band or sing or anything. But Eric Johnson has to be one of my favorites. And everyone knows him from Cliffs of Dover, but he has songs like this one, which is Desert Rose. The solo is just, it, it, it does something to me. It like, is absolutely insane how much that sounds like my cousin's band. Oh yeah, Dude, uh, uh, it sounds Dream Spectrum. If that's, you listen that's our to, intro song, yeah, they're not Dream Spectrum anymore. Really, the, the album's still up and stuff. The band is still up. He does blues and stuff now with music. Like he has a new band and everything. And really? so I didn't know that at all. They're making a new EP, and it's like really exciting. Ooh. Um, but yeah, so like it's crazy. If you go listen to the whole Dream Spectrum album, uh, Lost and Found, um, every song on that list sounds like Eric Johnson. It's really weird. Endless shredding. And I, I told I tell people like th- his guitar tone and the way he alternates in fifths and his his downstroking like that tone is the closest I can reach to orgasm listening to a guitar tone. It, it's for real. I feel that, like the same like precursory emotions when that happens. Usually when I'm ejaculating and listening to music, it's when I'm with a girl, and it's usually. Um, well, I also like edging. So. It's usually um, <laughs> I like being I was almost made there. for loving you by Kiss. <laughs> That's my sex song. <laughs> oh, you all know my naughty song. Now I have to play that I'm, one. I'm terribly sorry for this, everybody. That's no, don't be, because <laughs> these guys were all the fucking rage um, when I was in, you know, uh, middle school too. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, every. Yeah, I know. Hollywood Undead, boy. Yeah, y'all, ready for this oh. shit? Wait, hold on, sing it with me. Everywhere I go, bitches always know. The Charlie scene has got a weenie that he loves to show. Bitch. Everywhere I go, bitches always know. The Charlie scene has got a weenie that he loves to shove in your mouth consensually david what are you doing uh someone recently has tried to connect to me that uh well i think we've kind of exhausted our not only our mental capacity to keep a a conversation on track but just enough of an overview of music where you can kind of get a good you know profile on what you know what fuels us um and about enough of podcasting Hmm. that i want to deal with for today so Thanks again for joining us on Beyond All Reason today. Um, like I said, go ahead. Please, 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 for the love of God, rate us on iTunes and a good one. So because that's like don't, really crucial for don't for just rate us new podcasts. Leave a actual review. You know, yeah, like, like say talk, stuff. Talk to us. You can do that on Anchor directly. Um, yeah, on- if there's anything you want us specifically to cover. 
um, with our <laughs> with our very unique approach to life and and, and just humor in general. What's really cool about Anchor is instead of commenting and stuff, you send your audio, like you say what you want into an audio clip, and you send it to us, and we're able to actually pull that into the actual episode yeah. and add it in. And like. You, it can even be video too, right? You can take videos I don't, and talk to us face to face. I don't know if that's I often look into it and figure out. Um, but I have a new platform you guys can catch me on. Uh, I've been doing a lot of streaming. Uh, Mixer.com slash Ryu's Tokugawa. Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, we'll, link, we'll, we'll put it in a description. Yeah. Um, I'm still at uh, the mighty JJ on Instagram. That's where I do most of my multimedia. Yep. Um, Facebook, Jonathan Caleb. Um, I don't have a SoundCloud or anything yet because I'm still in production for my EP. Um, there's that goddamn watch again. But um, just uh, keep watching for us. We had to take a little break because our lives are crazy, but um, we're trying to be more consistent and bring, you know, bring in people, have some fresh takes on multimedia and uh hopefully i still gotta bring hoffman in yeah dude uh hoffman's been really sick lately he, he got sick and then his mom got sick and oh. then just yeah well hopefully we'll have him on next time i want to thank you again for putting up with us this far this has been beyond all reason this is john and this is david and sweet sm- s- smell you later ew <laughs>